I'm Maddie Moat, and welcome to the sixth episode of Discover the Wall from English Heritage. As part of this discovery into Hadrian's Wall, I really want to learn as much as I can about Roman life. And a big part of that is food. What would the Romans have eaten? I'm a huge foodie. I love to try and taste new things. And today I'm meeting a Roman expert chef. I'm at Bird Oswald Roman Fort. And before I start cooking, I'm speaking with Francis, a curator with English Heritage, because I want to know if Roman food was inspired by places like Italy, which was at the heart of the empire. Francis, I'm going to be trying some Roman food. Instantly, I start thinking of pasta, pizza, tomato sauces. Is it Italian food along the right lines? I'm afraid not. So you'd okay. be a little bit disappointed if you were excited to have a pizza. Um, <laughs> the Romans had none of those foods. They didn't have pizza or pasta. They didn't even have tomatoes. Um, there's a lot more grains, so pearl, barley and oats, etc. And they would have had meats along with quite a few vegetables and fruits. Um, when the Romans arrived in Britain, they introduced a lot of new um, fruits and vegetables that we now grow in Britain. So apples, pears, carrot, marrows, cucumbers, you know, lots of things we take for granted now. So it isn't quite what I was expecting, but never mind. It's time to get cooking. Chef John is all set up and there is an incredible smell coming from this small building. Whoa! In front of me, there is a table with quite the spread. Like there is butter sizzling away. Oh, he's onions frying. We've got some grains, all oh, those figs and plums. Everything just looks delicious. This is how I would expect a Roman banquet to look. Hi, John. Hi. So you're, you're an expert Roman chef, is that right? Yes, yes, I do quite a bit of Roman cooking. And already you've got some onions sizzling away. I have. I thought I'd make a start so you've got something to taste. It, it does smell absolutely delicious. Before I find out what this concoction is, I wonder what would be a normal breakfast, lunch and dinner for the Romans? Roman breakfast, possibly cold what you had the night before. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of their food. You can imagine if you were in camp and you'd cooked a meal hot the night before, you got up in the morning to collect firewood, make a fire. So it'd have been maybe uh, dried meat, um, hardtack biscuits, maybe um, crumbled into make like a porridge. But in fact, they didn't have breakfast food, lunch food. It was whatever was available. Food was food. Food was food. So you yeah. wouldn't have had your jam on toast, your Not sandwiches in your evening Not meal. Not at all. You were pleased to get something inside you. I wrongly assumed that Roman food would be like Italian food. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. maybe some tomato sauces to see some <laughs> olives, but that clearly is not the case at all. It isn't. And what I've got here are a collection of things they didn't have. Oh, OK. Potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, no orange carrots, 13th century. They Hang were on a white. Second. Yeah. No orange carrots. No orange carrots. They were bred in the 13th century by the Dutch, crossing the Afghanistan purple carrot with the white carrot. So their carrots were like parsnips, really. So orange carrots didn't, didn't even exist. exist? Didn't exist. Anywhere? Anywhere. In the world? In the world. <laughs> I thought that all carrots had been orange forever. I'm learning more than I expected from this Roman cookery lesson. If you take those ingredients out, most of what you cook turns out green, brown or sludge colour. Well, let's cook some brown yeah. sludge then, John. <laughs> let's get exactly, started. Exactly. What are we going to be making today? I've already prepared some barley because of, that was their main thing. Barley was considered second rate. 
given as a punishment or to the horses or dogs or slaves. They preferred wheat, but wheat couldn't be grown this far north, so it had to be imported from the south or from the continent. So, but the, um, they were actually given, this is the ration per soldier, uh, approximately 850 grams of wheat a day. So, barley, so it's ba- quite a lot. Barley is a type of grain. Oh, yes, yeah. And you've and cooked... nourishing. And so what I've done is just cooked it with water like rice. So it does. It just looks like yeah, fat just rice. A little bit like thicker, spongy yeah, rice, Yeah, it, it? it's very nice. And often people taste it and say, I'm going to do that at home because it's nice. Is it quite plain so, in, in itself? It is. So you can add a bit of um, uh, butter to it. And sometimes I actually do it as a base as a, a salad as well with apricots and celery, which was available to the Romans, you see. But you say that barley so, was a punishment. It, it was considered, yes. Yeah, so you're giving rate. me a punishment to eat. <laughs> <You're> having... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because it's what's, what would have been available. Mm-hmm. If somehow they couldn't get here with the wheat, they would have to issue something else. It was, wasn't guaranteed your food. Right. You couldn't just go to the shop and buy it or order it online or whatever. It was what was available. And then kept in mm. the granary stores. That's right. At the Ex- yeah, stores. and they kept about six months' worth. Got to think in advance, haven't you? That's a big food shop. Okay, so we've got our barley. Are we having this with the onion? Uh, onion and some chicken. Because chickens were here pre-Roman. The Celts had chickens. Originally, they come from India. Um, I don't think they flew here, but um, they were traded. And so it's just diced chicken. Uh, And then I've got the chicken livers to go in because they didn't waste... They couldn't afford to waste anything, anything that was edible. It's like um, the meats and things. If it um, moved and they could catch it, they'd eat it. So this is so chicken frogs and anything, small birds. Um, there are records on the wall of them ordering thrushes' nets. So there's very little That's waste then. All of the animal got, got used. It did, yes, yes. So, I mean, they would keep pigs and cattle and sheep. Um, but then there would be wild uh, game, things like wild boar, hare, bear. They would eat... Bear? Bear. Yes, badgers, bear, bear, yes. (laughs) So anything that uh, was considered as as meat, and this would supplement. They were issued, again, the soldiers' um, meat as part of their, but a lot of their food wasn't fresh. It was somehow preserved, because you only have a small window of freshness. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, you're eating right the way through the year, so you need to preserve the food. So it was this, you're lucky today, this is all fresh food that we're doing, but often it would be salted or pickled, dried, somehow it would be preserved, yeah. So right now, John is frying the chicken and chicken livers with the onions and adding a little bit of water. And some chicken stock is going in. Some white wine. They did like their wine. They imported wine. Would their wine have tasted like ours did? Um, some of it was a, a watered-down and quite sour wine, the general. But they had their grades of wine, and the officers and those that could afford it. And, of course, they used it as a social way of showing their wealth because they were having these other foods that they were bringing in. And you think they would have cooked with it too? Oh, yes. Yeah, they would have cooked it. They would have uh, added it to, to show that they could afford it. Once we'd added in some wine, it was time to add in something that I wasn't expecting. Something you could eat, but also help to stop you smelling. We're also using some lovage seed. What is lovage seed? Lovage seed's like celery seed. 
So little seeds. Um, they, they used it as a deodorant lovage. <laughs> So, uh, so wipe some under your armpits yeah, and then yeah, pop it yeah. in your porridge. In your bath and that. So, uh, but it makes a nice, and it is, it's used now days in Indian cooking, ajwan. So it's still available. And um, yes, it's got a musty taste to it. You could try, try some. It? Yeah, do. They love their spices. And again, if you think food was seasonal. So if any way you could actually make it another flavour, then it benefited. You know, it was... Well, I guess if you're eating a lot of grains and preserved meats, you want to add as much flavour as you can. Exactly, exactly. So this is a very simple, it's almost a casserole, really, of chicken and chicken livers. But it, it makes a lovely, lovely flavour, and it goes very well with the, with the barley. But that's not all. I'm really surprised by how many different types of food the Romans had on offer. What else do we have here on our, on our Roman banquet table, then? Well, some of the foods that they found when they came... Things like uh, juniper berries, that would have had flavouring. That's what we used to make gin. Oh, exactly, <laughs> yes. And they're very nice cooked with meats. And again, adding a flavour. Hazelnuts, um, hens with eggs, they were here pre-Roman. Um, the shellfish, the Romans particularly prized the shellfish. They exported them back to Rome even. So all these things they would have been, had knowledge about where to find the seasons, how to cook them, how to use them. If you were a good cook in Roman times, you were worth your weight in gold, I think. You know, you would have been really appreciated if you could knock up a, a good meal. Would they have had dedicated chefs at the forts? Um, it was thought that the soldiers maybe took it in turns to cook for each other. But they would have acquired, obviously, um, skills in that. And they would have come from abroad, maybe Syria, maybe Spain. So you can imagine when they got here and what they were used to, they couldn't find. They would have had to adapt, really. So you would have had some quite international and eclectic tastes going on. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, different fruits that the Romans introduced. They think apricots, plums, cherries, figs. So as they settled here, they did import different and and bring things. Apples, um, the dessert and cooking apple were brought by the Romans. We only had the crab apple, the sauerkraut. How do we know what they ate? Um, evidence of uh, actual food that's found, uh, grain, when uh, granaries are burnt down, so they know the grain's there, um, the things that are actually stood in the pots, because a lot of the pots were virtually disposable, because you couldn't really clean them well, so they got caked in grease and food and things like that. Um, also, people writing about their favourite foods and uh, I think there was one discovered last year and he's ordering uh, varieties of Brussels sprout to grow and <laughs> things like that. So from a lot of the evidence, you know, there's, there's a lot of evidence there. So the food is nearly ready, which means it's time for me to eat like a Roman soldier. John, I think it's yeah. about time to taste some of this. Right, OK, we can. It's a bit of barley going onto the plate. Now layering some of the chicken liver casserole onto the top. Here we are. I am trying the barley chicken liver Roman casserole. Mmm. <laughs> the barley has a really bouncy texture. <laughs> it's chewy, but it's very delicious. But that's not all. I need to keep some space for some more Roman food that was eaten along the wall. I already feel quite full after my chicken casserole stew, but Frances has just turned up with another little surprise. She's bought me a burger. 
Francis, why have you bought me a burger? Well, it's one of our most popular things in the cafe at Bird Oswald, and it's a little bit of um, a play on one of the Roman fast foods that we know they had called the Ischia Omentata, which was a little bit like what we would see as a burger. It was made from minced meat with pepper, wine, pine nuts. Did the Romans invent the burger then? Well, yeah, they didn't call it a burger, but it's it was a little minced meat patty. It's also in quite a fancy-looking roll as well. There's a bit of pattern on the top. That's right. I mean, if you had money, you could get your flour ground even finer to get white bread, which would make you nice, maybe artisan-style bread mm. that we would see today. Right, I'm going to try this then. Um, I'll Good luck. somehow get my hands around it. It's huge. <laughs> OK, there we go. Mm. <laughs> I'll take that as a positive. Mm. It's really good. This is like a very herby, spicy, chunky meat patty. Yeah, you can see why it's one of our most popular dishes in the cafe. Oh, completely. Well done, Romans. So, who'd have thought it? The Romans invented the burger. And now I'm totally full. In the next episode of Discover the Wall, I find out about Roman leisure time. They might wrestle, they might lift weights, they had ball games, or you might just have a bit of a chat, maybe a bit of a gamble. How did those who lived along the wall relax? There probably was some beer involved. We know (laughs) that soldiers often requested more beer. And if you want to try a Roman burger for yourself, you can. Just search English Heritage online and find out more about Bird Oswald Roman Fort. It's the best place to see the longest continuous stretch of the wall and you can try the lovely Roman burger.